back, everybody, to another week of Deducation, where Courtney and I talk about a scary movie and what it would be like being an educator there. I am one of your hosts, Mike. And I'm Courtney. The aforementioned Courtney. Sorry I <laughs> name-dropped you before we got a chance. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, and hey, welcome to December, Courtney. Yes, I'm, I'm excited for this month. Yeah, we uh, we we kind of stumbled into it last week when we talked about, well, hey, it's December, let's do some Christmas horror movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it's, there's such a weird mix because, um, you know, Christmas horror is, is a very specific genre. Um, I mean, you've got ghost stories and you've got vampires and werewolves and monsters and slashers and home invasion. You know, like you've got all these... All, you know, found footage horror and religious horror. Like, you've got all of these genres that are, that are so huge uh, that you could really tiptoe all around and not bump into anything. Um, and then you've got holiday horror, um, which obviously is, has to be holiday specific. Um, there was a big run on the 80s where uh, actually started in 78. I'd say probably with John Carpenter's Halloween, which was like the penultimate holiday horror film um and everybody else just started jumping on board and there came christmas horror movies uh there's a really awesome early 80s movie called my bloody valentine centered around valentine's day there's a really fun uh slasher movie in the early 80s called april fool's day um it's like every holiday was getting was was getting the focus uh i'm sure that there's new year's horror and there's I know that there's a there's a really dumb horror film called Uncle Sam centered around the Fourth of July, um, and uh, there's a, a f- somewhat more recent, again really bad horror film called Thanks Killing, uh, <laughs> centered around Thanksgiving. Um, but so it's like holiday horror is its own thing. But then when you really focus down, and then you've got one specific holiday, Christmas, um, you've got. You've got a few on one end of the spectrum, and then you've got a whole lot more on the complete other end of the spectrum uh, in terms of good and bad. And, uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'm curious to see where you would put this week's movie on that spectrum. Uh, this week we are talking about, um, oh, what year was it? Uh, 1984. 84? 1984's okay. Silent Night, Deadly Night. The uh, $750,000 budget 82 minute runtime although the version we watched was the unrated unrated version at 85 minutes okay. I'm, I'm sure as you were watching you probably noticed the quality drop off in some areas where it went from like i'm watching a movie to now i'm watching like dirty old like yeah. <laughs> dirt dirty old scene from something yeah that's yeah. the that was the unedited <laughs> unrated footage uh just hammered back in there so or whatever uh, but yeah, so Silent Night, Deadly Night, your um, possibly your first foray into holiday horror. It, yes, very much so. I've I didn't even know that they made scary Santa movies. Oh yeah. So yeah. or horror Santa movies. Right. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of them. Uh, and there's there's a movie actually out in theaters right now, and it's not a horror film, despite what the trailers look like. It's called Violet Night, kind of obviously a play on Silent mm-hmm. Night. Um, where uh, actor David Harbour plays a, uh, a, he just plays a Santa, but a very violent Santa. Um, I don't know enough about that movie to know if he's a good guy or a bad guy or not, but he's probably the good guy with as much screen time as he's getting in the trailer. But um, but this one, Santa is a bad guy. Yeah, he is all on the, the way around. <laughs> and he reminds you often, naughty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and so, um, tell us a little bit about this movie. So it starts out, you are, um, in a car. I did, it is in 1971 and you've got little Billy in the back seat, and they're going to visit his grandpa in a nursing home. In a completely weird kind of yeah. useless scene. I, this is one of those, and you'll, you'll probably hear me say this, not just this show. And if you probably heard it all the time is when you get these short run times, like 82 minutes or whatever. Uh, you see a lot of filmmakers, um, they use a technique that's kind of referred to as padding the runtime, where they stretch out scenes or film useless scenes just to increase the amount of time in the movie. Because like 90 minutes is that magic number. So yeah. 
Uh, and this scene right from the start has that feeling of completely useless <laughs> yes, scene. Yes, because they get there and um, this grandpa can't talk. He doesn't move. He's just like, he's not a vegetable, but he's just sitting there. Yeah, he's nothing. just kind of catatonic. Yes. And um, so the doctor's like, hey, let's go over his paperwork with you. <laughs> and of course, they leave just Billy in there just, by himself. Just Billy, yeah. And, you know, at this point, because it wouldn't make any other sense, then the grandpa just kind of becomes alive, wakes up. <laughs> because he apparently and, has been faking it this whole time. Yeah. And he looks at Billy and he's like telling him, like, you should be scared of Santa because if you're not good all the time, he punishes the kids that are naughty. <laughs> and he's got this like raspy looking, like sounding voice. Oh, yeah. And. And, you know, I mean... He's like he's a just, dirty... He's just, he comes off as a very... Like, just this dirty old grandpa. Yeah, yeah, very much so. And so, Billy, of course, is scared to death of Santa now. Cute kid, though. Kid playing <laughs> he Billy. Is. He's a little cutie. He is cute. Um, and... Then, of course, I mean, like, I think they just went to, you're, you're very right, they did just do this to pad this, pad oh, the yeah. scene, because what? then they come in and just leave. It's yeah, like, they, right, they, they make <laughs> some reference about having to drive, like, three or four hours to yeah. get there. They show up, say hi to, say hi to Grandpa, abandon Billy with Grandpa for, <laughs> for, like, a minute and 30 seconds. And then they come back with the doctor and, like, all right, son, it's time to go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, we're, we're going to stay here for... Yeah. You know, uh, a tenth of the time that it took us to get yeah. here. Yeah, and it's but. 1971. Phones worked. Uh, you could have just made this phone call to uh -huh. go over this paperwork. Because apparently there wasn't much to the paperwork because it only took a minute yeah. or two to go over. <laughs> <laughs> only enough time to for Billy to get scared. That was That's it. really, yeah. Really, it was about, it was just enough time to put the fear of Santa in Billy's head. Yes. Yeah. And so as they're driving back home, it switches to a liquor store and the owner of this or convenience store one of the two has is like getting held up and robbed right and by none other than santa exactly a guy in a santa suit and he ends up shooting this guy a few times because yeah, the guy kills the owner yeah, yeah he didn't draw his his gun soon enough no. and um, takes I forget how much money did he? It was do like you remember it was like thirty one dollars or something like it was like, like not worth the, killing someone. Over no, for no, sure. the, pri the the price on that poor man's life was like yeah. less than fifty bucks. <laughs> and so he drives away, and then on as it switches back to Billy and his family, they're coming up on this like broken down looking car, and Billy of course is sleeping in the back seat and. Because it's a long drive home. Mm -hmm. And as they pull up, Billy wakes up and he's like, Santa! Right. Does not want to stop and no, see Santa. No. Get away, Daddy. <laughs> Santa's bad. Yeah. And um, so as Santa had come up and he pulled a gun on the car. Yeah. And it is at that point that they throw it in reverse, flip it around and start driving the other way. And Santa has amazing aim. Oh, really good aim. Because he shot through that moving vehicle and got Billy's dad. Yep, shot him dead. And so then, obviously, I mean, the vehicle wrecks. Billy takes off running. Uh, um, and I, I, I'm still... <laughs> like, despite the perfect aim on Santa's shot here, um, his, his vision is terrible. As yeah. Billy escapes Santa by just running across the road yep. and hiding behind a dead bush. <laughs> like like <laughs> and he doesn't Santa like can't find him. Yeah, he doesn't run off into the dark. He just like hangs out in the ditch behind yeah. behind some tumbleweed <laughs> and it works. And uh, so Santa then takes care of Billy's mom as well. Yeah. Slashes her throat. Um, and then it flash forwards to few years later where they're in an orphanage i think it's three yeah yeah three. we're now yeah we're now three years older or three years later and uh it's around christmas and billy's now eight and ricky the baby we haven't mentioned ricky at all it is being 1971 and not only 1971 being 1984 when they made the when the movie came out um 
you know, you could just carry your baby in the front seat with you in the car. But, yes, uh, and I was going to say that because somehow, because when I first came on and they're driving, I was like, what is that lady doing? Oh, no, that's that's <laughs> legit. That's how things were. Like, and it's like I, your stories, you know, mm-hmm. where my grandparents are like, well, I didn't even have to buckle myself in. It's like. Oh, no, I know. I remember those days. Like, why do you uh, yell at me to buckle in? Like, you right. were. I mean, I'm. Your kid. I'm. I'm old enough to remember that just, uh, just road rules or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. uh, my. I remember my parents never buckled up. I was sitting in the front seat at a very young age. Um, we're driving through town. If I wanted to ride in the back of the truck, I could ride in the back of the truck. I. I mean, I'm. We're talking not like sitting it, sitting down on the back of the truck, like tailgate down sitting on the tailgate as we're driving through town at 30 mile an hour and like it was nothing nobody thought twice about it um and so yeah so we've got ricky the younger brother uh who is a very minor character in this but yeah you're right we're we're now three years later uh billy's had um some facial reconstruction surgery for some reason Because this eight-year-old looks nothing, nothing yeah, like the five-year-old. Not, he's not as cute as the five-year-old. No, no, he's uh, he's he's kind of a he's kind of a dirt-looking kid. Yeah, uh, feel bad for him, whatever. But they are in an orphanage, and apparently, whatever town they live in has got a real problem keeping parents alive. They because they there, do. There is an insane amount of orphans uh-huh. in this town. Um, you know, they've got a staff at the orphanage. This isn't, you know. Like, it made sense in the movie Annie, because they're in New York City. Like, there's a lot of kids in New York, and that's probably one of just a couple of orphanages. But, like, they drove to Utah, so whatever state they're in, whether they're in Utah or not, not a high population, but a ridiculous amount of orphans. Yeah, Um, Santa took care of all their parents, too. And so, Billy's struggling, you know, he's been dealing with this, uh, you know, this tragedy that he dealt with as a child... Uh, watching his parents die on top of the fact that mother superior who runs the orphanage um is old old school in the oldest sense uh you know children should be seen and not heard uh you just get beat you know if you misbehave you get beaten um Mm -hmm. you know because punishment's good so billy's getting this from every angle like grandpa tells him that you should avoid santa santa punishes you and then you know basically his mother figure now is like punishment's good though like yeah. Uh, and Billy, though, he makes he does make some pretty dumb choices. Like, you know, he's supposed to go outside, and instead he goes and peeks in the keyhole and just continues watching this uh, this male and female <laughs> doing na- yeah, yeah doing these male and female things right there in the orphanage. Uh, there is a, another sister, Sister Margaret. Um, she cares about the kids. Uh, she clearly is the more nurturing of, of the two ladies in charge. Um, and she's always trying to help Billy. Billy just can't steer clear. Um, and so uh, this is another scene that is just kind of a... It's there for, I guess, a little bit of character development, but it's still more of a pad the run time. Because the only reason we're in the orphanage is really so that um, we can see Santa show up to the orphanage to visit mm-hmm. the kids. And <laughs> Billy just he, naturally, understandably so, yes. is terrified of Santa uh, and decks him, like punches Santa right in the face, uh, bloodies his nose, takes off to his room. Um, I guess the only little issue I have with this part is this is three years later. Like, this is an orphanage. You're telling me Santa hasn't been there every year. Exactly. Like, you know, so it's, but let's give it a little bit of liberty. I mean, this isn't like, this isn't like a Disney release or Warner Brothers <laughs> or Universal. Yeah. Steven Spielberg didn't make this movie. You know, this is not starring Tom Hanks or anything. Like that. This mm-hmm. is, this is, hey, I got my hands on a camera and some film. Let's make a movie. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that's, that's really it for uh, Adolescent Billy. You know, yes. we've seen Billy at five with the tragedy. We've seen Billy at eight with the, I've seen Santa, I guess, for the first time in three years. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe he was still recovering from all of his facial surgeries <laughs> over the holiday season. Because this kid looked nothing like the little boy. No, um, and when it goes to when he's older, too. Yeah. I mean. Have, have you seen, yeah, have you. He got uh, facial surgery again. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, attractive again. Yeah, he's got the, I, he's got, um. I know you're familiar with Harry Potter movies, yes. and uh, the 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 kid that played 
oh, what was his name? He was also orphaned, and he was in, uh, you know, Harry's group, and just had buck Talking teeth. Talking about the, the chunky, the little chubby kid? Yeah, that had the He real... was a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yes. And I don't remember had, his name, but, but... But had the glow up as he got mm-hmm. older and was like, good for you, buddy. Yes. Good for you. Uh, yeah. Billy's got a little bit of that action, too. Because uh, <laughs> the actor... I'm not going to call it an actor, because uh, actors can act. Uh, the model that they hired to play 18-year-old Billy uh, um, definitely had looks over acting ability. But yes. um, So yeah, now we're... Billy's 18. It's now spring of 1984. Um, and Billy is going to... It's time to go. Like He's getting a big boy job. Right. He's going to go. So Branching uh, out for a life. Yeah, so tell us about Billy's big boy job as he's 18 and he... which is which is odd because I, I don't mean to cut you off. I just segue no, to you and cut you off like <laughs> they're sending him out that he's 18, but I'm like like that means like a week ago he looked the exact same and he was still at the orphanage. Mhm. Like this is a man. Like yeah. Like, I, and let's not kid ourselves. The guy playing 18-year-old Billy is not 18. Is not 18. <laughs> not at all. Um his name is Robert Brian Wilson. I'm going to look it up real quick because I want to see if they've got his birth date. Um, let's see here. Robert Brian Wilson. No, it's just linking me back to... Uh, I'll look that up while you tell us about Billy's birthday. Or Billy's Billy's birthday. <laughs> Billy's, uh, his new job. So he is the stop guy at this... Uh like Ira's toy place. Yeah. And as he was hired, you know, as sister Margaret took him in and she's like, listen, I've got a kid who needs to have a job. And the guy's like, no, this job's only for men. Like we don't want boys. And then that's where it flashes to now 18 year old Billy. And it like just slowly pans up his body as he's muscular (laughs) as he's uh, revealed (laughs) yeah a very nice looking guy now yeah and And... he uh by the way he was he was born in 1962 so he was 22 years old in this movie okay and he looks every part of a 22 year old yes he does um and it just like it shows just week by week he is like this all-star stock boy he's super strong he can lift up you know all these big boxes he does everything. He does, however, have a crush on um, one of Pamela. his co-workers, Pamela. Pam. Pam. And he um, has often had, like, some dirty thoughts about her. Yeah. And those are, every time, interrupted by seeing his parents murdered. Which, which has got to be weird because... Uh, I mean, not weird, but like, well, weird, but also just terrible because, yeah. I mean, he's clearly at an age where hormones are taking over, mm-hmm. but realistically, like the first, uh, like the, the first nude woman he saw was his mother being murdered. Yeah. And so that's his only frame of reference, uh, to, to, you know, a woman and, uh, Man, that's got to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, that it'd be a damper on your life for the rest bit. of it. And uh, so it just so happens, like, we're flash-forwarding. It's Christmas Eve, and Santa, who was playing Santa at the store, mm-hmm. broke his leg. Yeah. Foot something. He's yeah. injured. And so yeah. he it was kind of a, Yeah, and it was kind of a fun little, like, telephone scene where, you know, it was... it. Like, when Ira answered the phone, it was like... Or it wasn't Ira, it was the, the lady. But it was like someone was just calling into work sick. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we'll just deal with it. You know, it's, yeah. we'll just be down a person. You know, it's like not a big deal. And then they're like, well, I don't know if we can really be down <laughs> this person. And, yeah, like, and like this okay. is Santa. Right. And so they, they just kind of point at the at the throne and are like, oh, it's got to be Santa. <laughs> so I, I would... See, I would think Sister Margaret, who has been very caring and compassionate about not just Billy but all the kids and I'm sure she's probably harbored her own thoughts as Billy glowed up to uh, to yeah. what he is now um, <laughs> like why was there no discussion about Billy's trauma I know it's just like and 
especially getting hired around Christmas time because yeah. it's not like he was hired in the summer, I, I'm assuming. No, he was. He was hired in the spring, which is fine. So he'd worked there all year. Very true, I guess. Yeah, But, because, but still, like, yeah. like, there should have been some... That said, you know, come Christmas time, maybe right. be careful. He's a different person. Yeah, and I don't expect Billy to open up about his trauma because I yeah. mean that's that's hard for people to do. Yes. Uh, you know, but just some sort of just disclaimer that like, hey, uh, <laughs> Santa really tips this guy off. Yeah. But Ira's idea is like, let's just let Billy be yeah. Santa. <laughs> Put him in there, right? And I mean, he. He did it. Um, you could tell he was definitely uncomfortable because the little girl that had come up to sit on his lap, she was like groaning and kicking him. And oh, he's yeah. like, do you know what you're doing? You're being naughty in front of Santa. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> let's not kid ourselves. He, he was running that Santa display like a substitute would run your classroom. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't know any of these kids and I don't have what it takes to do this job. Yep. Uh, but <laughs> just maybe if I gnash my teeth and threaten enough, but then uh -huh. all the moms, of course, because he's a gorgeous yes. guy, the moms are just fawning over him because yeah. apparently not only is this town chuck full of orphans, but it's also chuck full of single moms. Yes. Uh, like, Cause you really don't see any other dads no. in the movie. And there's only one attractive guy too. Because yeah. And it's Billy. It's, it's, it's all the head for Billy. It's the head case. <laughs> And so he gets this girl to calm down because he's like, Santa punishes those who are naughty. Yeah, and then that's when the moms are, because the little girl's scared to death now. Mm -hmm. oh, and that's yeah. when the mom's like, he's so good. Oh, like, look he at him, he's so, so good. He's so good with the kids. I wonder <laughs> if he wants to have some. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so everything closes down. It hits closing time. And they have a little Christmas party. Yeah. With the five employees there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you've got Pam. They, the they, boss. Bre they break out one bottle of like half half yeah. drunk alcohol. Yeah. Like we're gonna this party's off the hook now. Yeah, and I mean the two bosses, the older ones. I mean yeah. they they were lightweights because. Oh yeah. That, that half a bottle did them in. Which is odd because it's like, how can you be that much of a lightweight when you're the one storing alcohol in your uh -huh. workplace? Like you clearly, you're clearly a drinker, mm -hmm. but it doesn't take much. They're, they're, no. yeah, they're lightweight lushes for sure. Yeah, this uh, bottle Billy, lasted them yeah, for a few Christmases. Yeah, Billy's still marching around the party in a Santa suit. Like yes. the kid is like living trauma right now. But really, we haven't seen any like, like when Billy or when Santa showed up when Billy was eight, like he decked him. Now Billy's mm -hmm. dressed as Santa, and there like nothing's really like kicked him into PTSD no, yet. It hasn't, which you know is like made me wonder because I I had known that Billy took over that Santa role, so I wondered how it was going to get kicked in. Which when he heads to the back, because even though he's the only attractive guy that works there, Pam right. has snuck off with. The other. And Andy, <laughs> yes, Andy, who looks like who looks like <laughs> Joe Pesci. Like that's all I see when I see this. I'm like, this looks like a young Joe Pesci. You know who I Joe Pesci is? I don't know who is. Joe Pesci is. Uh, he's he's Marv in uh, in the Home Alone movies. Okay, yes, the one yep. that gets his hair burnt and has the gold yep. tooth. Like I can see that. Yeah, one hundred percent. So Pam and Andy have snuck off and. I don't remember the boss and the older lady's name, but they're up getting drunk. Yeah, they're just so yeah. he <laughs> sniffing the alcohol yes. to get drunk. <laughs> so Billy makes his way back there. He sees Andy taking advantage of Pam. Yeah, trying to. He was coming on strong, and yeah. she she was okay with some of it. Yes. Uh, but he wanted it to go further, and mm -hmm. she didn't. And yeah, you're right. Like Billy walks in on an attempted rape. And this is this is what triggered him because yep. it's like Andy had ripped off Pam's shirt in the same sense that Santa right. ripped off his mom's. Right. And so he goes crazy. I mean, he grabs this string of lights mm -hmm. and he wraps Use, it around <laughs> and uses his superhuman strength. Yes, he is. He is so strong because it not like it doesn't even strangle him but he's bleeding from this like it yeah. cut through his skin yeah as he lifts him off the ground 
with one hand. Yeah. Like and like, but and not like from the shirt collar, but like from above. Like yeah, that's yeah, like, like he's holding crazy him. shoulder strength. <laughs> So, um, I do want to warn you, I want to warn you though, uh, just to be fair, you, you probably haven't seen a lot of eighties horror films and we'll be watching a lot of eighties horror films. Um, there's going to be a lot of up, like waste up nudity in eighties horror. If you didn't pick that up from this (laughs) movie, uh, Uh, the Friday, the 13th (laughs) movie we watched a couple of weeks ago was honestly like the only one of those movies without it. Um, and I remember you saying that. So yeah, I night, had Nightmare had the like bathtub scene. There mm-hmm. was a little bit in Halloween that was '78, but this was uh, this was obviously way before the Me Too movement. Um, this was back when this is what put people in the seats. Uh, and so, just a fair warning. Again, you got plenty of glimpses in this movie, um, but that's kind of unfortunately par for the course. <laughs> Um, well, and I had said to Casey, I, I was telling him as I was watching this, I'm like, I don't think I've seen a scary movie yet that hasn't had some kind of nudity in mm-hmm. it. He's like, is that why you watch? I'm like, no, because it's all, <laughs> because it's all girls. So no, but, it's not. But no, but, Casey, but that might be why you watch with me. <laughs> <laughs> that could spark your interest. Right, there but. you go. <laughs> And then just, if he ever does one, like, you watch it, and then as soon as you see him, turn and look at him to make him uncomfortable, <laughs> just to see if he's watching or not. Um, yeah, and so as he's hanging Andy, I don't know why Pam doesn't take off. I don't know why Pam got mad at him. Yeah, because she's like, like... Are you crazy? Like, uh, j- granted, did Billy overreact? Yeah, um, he murdered a guy. Yeah. However, like, he, Billy, he had never made a move on Pam, despite having interest in having a crush on her. Never put the, never put the moves on her, and then sees her getting assaulted and saves her. Yeah. And her, and her reaction was almost like, I had him right where I wanted him. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I was playing super hard to get, and he was right, falling right into my trap. Like, um, (laughs) um... Like, he just, he just saved, saved you. Yeah. Or at least your dignity. Yes. So then, of course, Billy takes, uh, takes a, box, a box cutter. Yeah, it's box cutter. And he ends Pamela's life as yeah. well. It shouldn't have gotten mouthy, Pam. Yeah. She, he just, like, slices her from right, yeah. from, like, yeah. the mid-chest down. Yeah, it, it wasn't good. Um, but, I mean, not... No, obviously it's wrong, but Pam clearly had poor taste in men. Yeah, she um, did. Because you've got Billy right there. Like, mm-hmm. let's not kid ourselves. He's the eye candy of, of, the, sh- yes. of the toy store. Um, but instead you go with, you know, <laughs> greasy Andy. Greasy Andy. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and Billy's over there like, oh, hey, Pam, can I help you with that? And I mean, she was nice to him up until this. So Yeah, up until he oh, saved Pam. her from getting assaulted. Not even a thank you. <laughs> no. But now uh, Billy Billy's unhinged now. Like Yeah, he is. Yep. Yeah, that that Pandora's box of insanity is wide open and he's he's not done yet. He's taking care of Andy, he's taking care of Pamela. Uh but we still got the manager, you yeah. know, Mr. Sims and Mrs. Randall. Uh so he heads up front, um, you know, takes care of them. He like gets a bow and arrow and there was a lot of like really awesome like 80s product plate i wouldn't even call it product placement but like this you could tell this was probably a genuine toy store they filmed it in yeah uh because there were a lot of like name brand toys on the shelves Mm -hmm. that as a kid who grew up in the 80s i'm look every time i watch this i'm always i'm actually looking at the shelves to be like what what cool stuff is and there's a (laughs) lot of cool stuff like very envious of the gifts and 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 uh toys on the shelves uh so yeah billy kills mr sims and he kills mrs randall and then he's 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 off like I'm out, you know. He's got an axe. He's heading out, and he's gonna go do some damage. Not yeah. before, for some mysterious reason, Sister Margaret shows up at the toy store, um, and she's the one that finds all the carnage. Like yes, and I think she showed up because earlier she had called and she oh, wanted right. to just like check in, like how's he doing? Right. And Andy was like, "Well, he doesn't work back here anymore. Like he's Santa now." 
Oh, and that's right. That I was, forgot about that's that. Where yeah, she's yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I better my get. Goodness. It's time to intervene. Yes. So Sister Margaret's heart is still in the right place. It is, and she finds these four dead people because right. it took her forever to get here. Yeah, and what and does Sister Margaret do? She goes straight to the police, right? No, no she, she just, went to the orphanage. She just goes back to the I orphanage. Was like, Wait, did I? There's only yes. one. There's only one person that can solve this crime, and that's wheelchair-bound <laughs> Mother yes, Superior. Sister, yeah, Mother Superior. Oh my gosh, she so, was yeah, an so evil they, woman. Yeah, she was. Um, and it flashes to his next victims now. Yeah. Who are some high school, but not high school students. Oh, no, yeah. You can't show that much skin of a high school <laughs> who, kid. Who are down, getting it on on a pool table. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming she's supposed to be babysitting. I think she's babysitting, Her little yeah. sister or something. Yeah, or some little girl, yeah. Yeah, and um, Cindy. Yeah, that's the little girl. Is the little girl. And she's like, I want to stay up and see Santa. And... You know, the old the two the couple is like, We're working on homework, don't come down here, go right. back to bed. Yeah, human and, anatomy. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And Denise. Denise is the girl's name. Yeah, and, and uh, she, Yeah, her, that actress Leanna Quigley, uh, you're gonna see as as our show, not this one, but as the show rolls along, her name pops up a lot in Okay. Horror. She is uh she's a very popular She's never the lead in anything, but she's in a ton of stuff in the 80s. Um, so don't be surprised to see that name or that face pop up a lot. Okay. Um, well, yeah, she's she... not very smart because, like, her cat, you know, right. is jingling upstairs wanting in. <laughs> yeah. And it's Christmas Eve. And, like, Snow, I don't even yeah. know why she put pants on. Because I don't know. These shorts covered just as much as her underwear did. Yeah. And she didn't put a top on. No, no. And it's she, just like she goes to check on the cat at the front door. Yeah, she just opens the front door right. and she's just got little Daisy Duke shorts on. And that's it. Like <laughs> full full bare you know, full blown, everything's I was out. Like, um it's winter. <laughs> it's, and winter. it's your and it's your front door. Like you don't like this house isn't out in the middle of nowhere. No. This is like in a neighborhood and you go to check the front door with with the ladies out and like uh, And they just had to turn the music up because the Christmas carolers were killing Exactly. The well. So it's like <laughs> what if they were at the front door jingling bells and it wasn't yeah. your cat? Yeah, that, that would have been she added two more jingling bells to the chorus. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. And yeah. so, finally her cat comes in and Santa comes in as, well, he right. makes his way in with his little axe yeah, just, thing just, that he's just, carrying. Yeah, apparently. Destroys well, the, the door. Well, because the front door is made of balsa wood, apparently. Yeah. And it just explodes on impact. He just yes. got, he just basically pushes his way through the door. <laughs> not Not into the door, literally through the door. Through it. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, he, her death was, I mean, it was pretty gruesome. Yeah. It yeah. was kind of painful to watch because. That's, that's one of the big takeaways from this movie is. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, he is chasing her around because she knocks him down a few times. I don't even remember what she had. Or any, oh, it was the guy who knocked him down. Never mind, not right. her. And so he's chasing her, picks her up over his shoulder, and he lifts her up and, like, impales, like, just shoves yeah. her onto this deer yeah. head that was yeah. mounted on the wall. This mounted deer head. Um, there's a really good book I read earlier this year, uh, if you're a horror fan, um, by an author named Grady Hendrix. I really like his writing style. I read, I think, three of his books. Uh, watched, and they, they made a movie out of one of them. Um, but I really like it because he taps into. You could tell he he really likes horror, but he also um, he's he's playing it for fun. So there's a book that came out um, came out last year, but I read it this year called The Final Girl Support Group. And of course, the final girl in a horror movie is the girl that survives. Uh, and and so, but this is fun because he based all of the the final girls in his book on real like horror movie final girls so you've got you've got one character that like that she defeats the dream king well it's supposed to be nancy from nightmare on elm street and you've got one you know that 
they just they all have their own tie like you've got one that um that survives uh you know a chainsaw attack from texas chainsaw massacre well like the main care like the the if i'm remembering the book the book correct like the main character of the book is actually based on denise from this movie okay um because there's a lot of talk about like she's got scars from when she was impaled and and of course i didn't know anything about the book before i read it i just know i like the author so i'm reading it and i'm just like Oh my God! Like they're really t- like this guy's tying in to these girls from these movies, and mm-hmm. but but it's in in the book, it's all like all this stuff really happened. Like yeah, uh, and so I got really excited when like the main character was not based on like Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween or you know so, but it was actually based on Denise surviving getting impaled on a deer head uh, from this movie. So I was. I was stoked. So yeah, Grady Hendrix, uh, Final Girl Support Group, uh, is it's a quick read, it's a fun read, uh, but I was I was stoked because yeah, this this death scene's like you said, it's pretty, it's not gruesome in terms of gore, but it's no. just to watch it, it's like yeah, that's gonna hurt. <laughs> yeah, and it was like it was because it's it was like slowly going through because yeah. the antlers weren't quite sharp enough yeah, they to were, pierce like an dull. earring would yeah. but yeah like it's just like protruding through her skin and it's right. like ouch yeah <laughs> ouch so then that's when her her boyfriend Tommy comes upstairs and he's looking for her and he walks into the living room but doesn't see her hanging there no oh, and that was kind of a cool <laughs> shot I don't know how yeah. one she's been screaming her head off I don't know yeah. how you didn't not hear her in the basement <laughs> Um, and you know how you didn't hear the guy bust through the door, mm-hmm. like. But you're right, like he walks up the stairs and like his peripheral vision is terrible. Yes, it is. But it is a neat shot because it like zooms back and it shows him, and then there's Denise just like hanging. Yeah. By the a, deer. It, it's probably my favorite scene from the movie, just because <laughs> of the just the creativity of it. Yeah. Like, you know, hanging hanging a guy, no big deal. Cutting her with a box cutter, whatever. But like this was pretty creative. Yeah, it was. And uh, so Santa comes up, Santa grabs them, they get into this little fight with, uh, Tommy had picked up something that you'd use with the fireplace, I don't know. Yeah, even, like a, po- a poker. A poker, yes. And, um, you know, he, he hit Santa a few times pretty good, mm-hmm. but Santa just, again, with his super strength, throws him out the window, and he's got, like, glass coming out of his face and his body. Yeah. So Santa has now taken care of both Tommy and Denise, but just completely <laughs> random people. Yeah, but Cindy like, is still. See, Cindy should have been the girl surviving in the support group because she, she was never she was never attacked. She, that's true because she uh, comes out and she's like Santa, and <laughs> she's like, just, what? <laughs> <laughs> he backs up and he's like, "Have you been good?" And she's like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I got you a box cutter, kiddo. Yeah, here you here's go. A, here's it's got a bloody some blood box. On it. <laughs> here's a bloody box cutter. Um. So then he takes off, goes to his next mission, and he catches these two bullies picking on some younger kids. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Billy's just cutting his cutting through the woods. Yeah. <laughs> wherever he's headed next. Um. Yeah. Just completely buckshot again just a scene it's a scene sitting in here yes of why is billy in the woods I, don't think about it just watch the movie <laughs> no idea and he just like decapitates one of them as they're going <laughs> yeah. down and yeah they're like comes... ste- yeah these bullies like steal those like those kids sled yeah like steal their sleds it's like what a like wimpy bully <laughs> thing to do like yes. i'm gonna bully you and beat you up why because i want your sled i want to go down this and then they go sledding on it like just invite them in. Like, hey, let's yeah. all do this together. But then, give me your sled, kid. Like, and it, <laughs> what a, it was. What an awful thing to do. For a hill that didn't even look that fun. No, like, not at all. It, but they got pretty good speed, though. Cause they did. Billy because... took that head cleared off. <laughs> and it rolled down after him. Right. Um, so then it flashes back to the orphanage. Yeah. And where now it's like the police officers are there. They're like, send every car. If you see Santa, shoot to kill. Like, this is what we're doing. So, of course, like, it was too easy. Officer pulls up, sees Santa, shoots to kill him. Yeah. But it was like, uh, 
Father O'Brien. Yeah, it was the their deaf <laughs> pastor. Of course it was. <sighs> yeah, yeah, because like you said, Sister Margaret, she knows Billy. She's she's astute. She's like Detective Sister Margaret, you know. Yes. I know Billy did the killing, and I know he's headed back here uh, because he's got it out from other superior. Um, and this is what's going to happen. But you're right. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of a sad scene. We knew. I mean, you knew from a mile away it wasn't Billy. Yeah. The Santa, but of course the cop didn't, and just you know, <laughs> just the reaction of like, oh no, you shot deaf pastor, deaf yeah, Father O'Brien. Like, well, we told him to quit, and he wouldn't. He wouldn't stop. He wouldn't but freeze. And it's like, because dead. he can't hear you. <laughs> it's just like, how, how could we make this ridiculous? Ugh. I know. Like, <laughs> like it made sense. Like, we, we yelled stop. Well, he was yes. deaf. <laughs> You've got to sign it then or something. Like. Killed, like, killed that. And, like, blood splattered on the kids. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> like, let's just Ugh. add more trauma. Like, this this orphanage just needs to be shut down. It does. Foster these kids out, because this is not a good spot for no, kids around Mother Christmas. Superior is not helping them. No, because she's, like, she's in a wheelchair at this point. Yeah. Looks no different, despite the no. fact that this is, like, 13 years later. She looks no different than she did 13 no. years ago. She's just in a wheelchair now. Um, so... Uh... They are going, driving around. There is kind of like a pointless scene where they catch a Santa going through a window of a house. And it ends oh, yeah. up like being the kid's dad. Yeah. Um, again, one of those just like, why is this necessary? Just but... just to drive the paranoia <laughs> of the police. Yes. That, like they're on the lookout for anybody in a Santa suit. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to... They're singing little Christmas carols led by Mother Superior, and Billy walks up, comes on in, and... Uh, well, before he gets there, like, the officer that, that shot... Um, oh, yes. The officer that shot the first Santa, Father O'Brien, like, he's still kind of, like, perimeter security. Mm-hmm. So he's walking around, because he's expecting Billy to show up. Yes. And so he's follows him down into this... Well, doesn't follow him down, but goes... Thinks he hears something down in like this massive boiler room basement kind yeah, of thing. Because that's it, like not even underneath the orphanage. It's just like no. out in like a bomb shelter bunker mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, but on his way back up, he, like he thought he heard something, and he turned out he didn't. And just when he kind of relaxed in a sigh of relief, like like Billy plants an axe right in his chest. Yeah, and it's like, well, you're done. <laughs> we topples over backwards. So now, like we're just getting to. Billy's got a straight shot at Mother Superior. Mm-hmm. So he chops off the snowman's head and then heads yeah. to heads oh, to that's the kids. Right. Um, so he heads on in there. They're like, no, get away, get away, get away from him. And it kind of flashes to this older kid some. And, like, you see him just a little bit which i didn't realize that it was going to end on him oh yeah but you know and he's kind of like a creepy kind of odd looking kid as well and billy is talking about um he's talking to mother superior isn't he like kind of like not talking about how punishment's not good whatever and he's shot in the back yeah because he's yeah she's like she's just kind of She's not backing down. Like, she's kind no. of taunting him and... Yes, like, Santa's not real. Santa's and not, not... Right. Yes. And not only is he clearly a byproduct of the PTSD from his youth, but also she did nothing to help him break it. No. And so, he's coming after her, and, like, we get the slow motion, lifting of the axe, and, and then the uh, the other, like, captain, like, the police mm-hmm. captain. Uh, he just happens to be magically in the doorframe. And uh, <laughs> shoots Billy in the back, um, you know, almost causes him to die uh, as Billy's laying there dying. Of course, this is this is one of my uh, it's somehow like one of my favorite yet also pet peeves of of movies is when people die like right before they die. But they have in a movie just enough energy to like put together one final yeah. whatever. And yeah. so he says to the children, you're safe now. Santa Claus is gone. And then, bleh, you, know, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, good thing you had enough energy to get those seven uh-huh. words out, Billy. Um, 
But then, yeah, like, the camera slowly pans up from Billy's dead face to this boy uh, who's now, like, mid-teens. Um, and it turns out that it's Billy's brother, Ricky, the baby that's been around the whole time. And See, he looks... they both get unattractive with age. Yeah. So I, yeah. I wonder then, yeah, what Ricky's going to look like when he's older. Well, Silent Night, Deadly Part 2 is about <laughs> Ricky. Because um, Ricky says... Naughty. Naughty. Like. It's just like, what? Sequel. Uh, But yeah, there is is a sequel. Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Where, uh, like I spoiled it for those who haven't seen it. uh, But Ricky takes over the mantle of Billy's character. And um, (laughs) comparing the two. Uh, this one is Oscar worthy compared to Silent Night Deadly Night Part Two. Uh, it is so bad that it's good. Uh, you want like if you go in expecting like a like oh I'm looking to get scared because I really like the first one. Oh no 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 no. The second one is awful, but it's so bad that it somehow works its way back around to like this is so cute. Like good for you guys. You you wanted to make a movie and you made a movie. You and did you it. You did it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's at. Um and that's yeah, that's it. That's that's it. We've <laughs> we've somehow spent more than half the time of the movie just talking about the movie. So Yeah. Um that's that's all right. So, uh let's get to the great book. Silent Night Deadly Night, your first uh, Christmas horror. What do you got to okay. grade this thing? Listen. This movie was cheesy as I'll get out. Uh-huh. And I have to remember when it was made, but like we've said, I'm not grading on a curve. Oh no, there were great um, movies made in '84. You don't. <laughs> yeah, now, I would understand one. that if you're if this was like 1912. <laughs> no, no, no. There were great movies. Like I think Gremlins was made in '84, which is another Christmas horror movie. So no, don't don't fall into the trap that I fall into of like comparing <laughs> it to others. No. Just give this a grade. This one's getting a C minus for me. Ah. Um. I don't know, and maybe it's because, like, Christmas is supposed to be such a happy time, (laughs) and a killer Santa kills it, like, literally, and I don't know, which, again, like, I'm I'm interested to see more Christmas movies, Mm -hmm. but this one was just so cheesy. Oh, yeah, it it is. So cheesy, and I was just like, oh, come on. No, it is. Um... This, <laughs> Come on. I, I'm not surprised by your C minus at all. And um, the acting, the acting was not acting like you said. No, I no. mean, the it's best commu- part about it's this community movie theater. is eighteen year old Billy. Yeah, this is community theater style. Yes. So. And and uh, I would say, yeah, I I could definitely understand from your point of view that the best thing about this movie is eighteen year old Billy. Um, and whereas from my much younger. Uh, in my younger days, um, I would say that my favorite thing in the movie is probably not the same as yours. Um, <laughs> no, yeah. But but I I'm not saying those things as a nearly 43 year old man. That's, I was gonna. I hope that your favorite no. part isn't the. <laughs> no 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 no. Not any longer. Not any longer. Now it's just the corniness and cheesiness of it. It's still that scene, like just still the the deer head scene. But not like not because she was topless. Like no, yeah. that, those days have sailed. Uh, my my you know, my pre marriage days possibly, uh, but no, not any longer. Um, so C minus. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd probably give this movie. I, I'd give it a C. Um, okay. It's it's not it's not a good movie. It's not a bad movie. Um, uh, if this movie were any longer than eighty two minutes or eighty five. It would have been a real slog, yes. um, but it's but it's uh, it's it's I guess it's fun where it should it's, be. Yes, it's um, light enough in yeah. the moments that it needs to be light. Yeah, and and I feel like all of the acting at least was equivalent. Like you mm-hmm. feel bad if you're watching a movie where somebody is really giving it their all, and yes. you can tell they're acting their butts off, and and it's just. They're the best part of it. This movie didn't have that. Like, yeah. everybody was bad. And when everybody's bad, then nobody's bad. It's like, you're just watching... Average yeah, you're just watching point, a yeah. bad movie. And so I give it... tryhards like the ant from Sleepaway Camp. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, definitely didn't have that that level of tryhards. But no, I would give this a C. Um, it's, it's just, it's fun. Um, yes. You know, it... 
It sparked a lot of controversy when it came out. I talked about it a little bit last week. There was a lot of controversy when this movie came out. Um, you know, and it was not in theaters very long. Uh, it actually, this movie came out the same day as uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh. And made more money than Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Um, but it was pulled, like, immediately. Like, we're talking less than two weeks after it was in theaters. Because of how big of an uproar it had. Um, because of the Killer Santa. Mm-hmm. And uh, that they, like, the studio and the theater chains pulled it from theaters because of the, just the public backlash. And I um, could totally, I mean, because it is. Like, you've got kids that, you know, if they weren't good 100% of the time, it's like, is Santa gonna kill me yeah like yeah. that is yeah like this, forget yeah. Cole. like you're just going right so, yeah this movie came out uh in november of 84 um you know and was only in like 398 theaters like movies today are launched in like 2000 2500 yeah. theaters this is only like 398 theaters uh and made 1.4 million dollars its first weekend um wow. And so, yeah, it made more money. Uh, it made more money than Nightmare on Elm Street. And night, I'm, I'm just reading off Wikipedia here. And Nightmare on Elm Street was, it was in 235 more theaters. Um, wow. So Nightmare was in over 600 theaters. This was in less than 400, and it made more money than Nightmare on Elm Street. Obviously, it didn't have the staying power of Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this one, uh, this one was, this one was. Bad. I mean, it it hit. It struck a lot of nerves, a lot of protests, um, and so with that, it. I mean, it got the job done. Yeah, um, it did. But the poster, um, the poster was what drew a lot of ire. Uh, you know, the poster being like Santa climbing down a chimney but holding an axe in his yeah. hand. That's really like the marketing of it is really what pushed people over the edge. I very vividly remember the post, like not the poster, but. This was also the box art on the VHS at the video stores. Okay. And so when I'm walking through the horror section as a young kid, I just like looking at the art on the boxes. Um, this was one that really like jumped out to me every time because it was like, Santa? You know, like, it, and, <laughs> and it did And some it. people already think he's creepy enough. Like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like he watches you when you're sleeping. Right, yeah. He comes into your house uninvited. Like, exactly. what? So for him to be a killer, it's like, wow. <laughs> yeah. This and is... And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I would say your C minus, my C is probably fairly, you know, fairly common. So, um, what about your lesson? Like, what would you, how would you handle this educationally? What do you have, what's your takeaway? And I keep saying, like, I don't know if this is educationally, but this is like a note to any parents that might be listening because I feel like Billy was like forced onto Santa's lap when he was that eight-year-old Billy Mm. and with holidays like this is you know prime holiday season please don't force your kids to like give the hugs yeah or to kiss grandparents goodbye things like like it makes me uncomfortable sometimes seeing like oh go give so-and-so a hug no go do it it's like no, like you are just taking away all of the boundaries from your children. Right. They're trying yeah, them yeah. to do that. They're they're worried about the comfort zone yes. of themselves. Like, well, this is awkward if you don't do this. Yes. So I'm gonna make you do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like I just watching this, you know, Billy didn't want to sit on Santa's so it's like, you know, I'm just gonna punch him in the face then. It's yeah. like if you're gonna force me to. Um so I guess and like especially as an educator, you know, which you with the older kids, you don't do this. But at the end of the day, I like to do a handshake, hug, or high five. And they don't. <laughs> oh, I do kids... too. I, I make them all hug me. <laughs> they the all day. have Every... to hug you. <laughs> um, no, and no. you know, kids at this age, K through three, right. third grade, they love doing that. Like ninety oh, percent of them are hugging their teacher. But you'll have that one every once in a while that's like, I don't want to. And it's like, okay, that's fine. Yep, no problem. Like, that's fine. But I do think even with, like, education, like, not necessarily letting kids just skip out on things because they don't want to. But a lot of times kids are, like, pushed just because, like, it's an expectation. Right. But it's like, don't take away their their comfort zone, the, the boundaries that they've set for themselves. Agreed. Well put. Well put. Uh, my educational lesson, this is actually more ge- geared towards 
educators or people thinking about going education. Uh, as we've seen with teacher shortage, it's a lot easier to get into a classroom these days than it used to be. Um, to where if you're interested, we need you. Um, yeah. But I guess my takeaway is more in line with Mother Superior. If you don't like kids, don't work with kids. Yes. Enough said. Mother Superior clearly had no interest in being a nurturing, mothering figure for children who have lost their parents. Yeah. Yet she was in charge of this and did a terrible job. Mm -hmm. um, so teachers, it's not too late. If you're in the classroom and you really are burnt out with kids, go do something else. You'll be happier. Your kids will be happier. The parents and community will be happier. Everybody wins. Yes, I know that it's a tough pill to swallow. And yes, I know that it's a hard decision to make. Uh, that doesn't make you a failure. No. Um, you know, sticking around and causing anxiety and harm on children, not physical. Um, it, it That hangs on for a long, yeah. long time. And it's it not does. worth it just because, well, I don't want to look like I failed. Trust me. Everybody already knows. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah, this was less of a parents listen. This was more of a teachers. Yeah. If you're at a point you don't like kids, get out. It's okay. Just, yes. It really is okay. And I, I do like that you said because she was. I mean, she is. She's like that teacher that you're hoping and praying that you don't get for the next school year. Right. And it's like, oh, man, I got her. Yeah. And, I mean, especially with the littles like I work with they're they're a lot and if you don't love it then do not do it I like my dad last year came in my classroom my kids didn't know who he was right um but they all ran over to give him a hug and he's I, like I've been in your classroom and yes <laughs> and I'm I, like he looked at me you know because he and I'm just like hey if you come in this kindergarten classroom you're going to get a hug, so yep. don't come in here unless right. you want one. So he's right. like, okay, like that's fine then. I'll take him. But it is. It's like if if you come into my room, you better love the littles because they're going to attack you with hugs. Right. And you, and, and you know if you like kids. You don't need to go through an educational program no. or go to college. It's it's inside you. Yeah. You That's not something you're going to, well, eventually I'll get used to it. If you <laughs> no, just you know it. You just know it. If you mm -hmm. like it, great. If you don't, get out. Yeah, like, it's not for everybody. No, it's definitely not for everybody. And so, you know, there are unfortunately a lot of people that believe that our profession is based on, well, if you can't do something else, just go teach. Yeah, but, and it's... man, like, if, yeah. I mean, I, I was at the grocery store today and had a an educator from another district, um, you know, lives in our town but teaches elsewhere. You know, she told me, she goes, how many more years you got? I, or she goes, how many years are you in? I go, this is year 20 for me. She goes, ooh, you're getting close. I said, yeah, yeah, it's not too much longer. And she goes, I won't make it. She goes, I, I won't be able to get my years in. She goes, I am so burnt out. Um, she goes, I'll, I'm going to have, she goes, I know I'm going to do something else. Um, and she's, she's been in the game a long time too. But she, she goes, post COVID, I've just, I'm still checked out. And, yeah. you know, and that's, that's fine. I mean, admitting that to yourself is a huge yes. step. And, and, I'm not going to, and I don't think you would either. We're not. I'm never going to look at anybody, you know, with doubt or shame. Like, no. no. If, if you know, and own it. After COVID, I mean, being home and like teaching on where you don't, which right. like I kind of had like a mental breakdown. I would say Casey's like, "Oh man, you got two weeks off," and I just like sitting at the. Door, I remember I just started bawling mm -hmm. because it's like. I don't want that though. Like right. I don't want to be away from my kids, but right. some people I really think it did open their eyes. Like, wow, I like this. Like I don't have to be around kids, right. you oh, know, yeah. Yeah. but me, I was, <laughs> I was bawling at the dinner table. Like, no, I miss them. <laughs> yeah. And, and it is, and that's okay. Like, you know, that's, that's okay. If people, if it's for you, great. And if it's not for you, that's okay. Yeah. There's something else to do. So, all right, we'll put, we'll put nice job. Uh, all right. Next week. I told you, it's Chris, Christmas Horror <laughs> Month, and I was going to give you choices. So I'm going to give you uh, three choices. Okay. Okay. Um, and I'm saving some of my other choices for next week so that we can. Okay. So your three choices this week are a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay. 
a movie called Christmas Evil. Get it? Christmas <laughs> Evil. And another movie called Don't Open Till Christmas. Ooh, let's do Don't Open Till Christmas. Because oh, I have a, I have kinda, a really I was kind of hoping time. you'd say that one. <laughs> I've never like, seen it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Because yeah. I have a very hard time like getting gifts and not opening them until Christmas. Or, like, Fair enough. <laughs> being like, so. hey, Casey, open this now. So, yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, Don't Open Till Christmas. A movie that I... The only thing I know about it is the plot synopsis that I read. Um... It is a movie, and uh, don't. I'm gonna look it up real quick. It's like I said, it's a uh, 1984, okay, a magical year. Uh, it's an hour and 26 minutes, so another like 84 minute movie. Um, somebody with very little Christmas spirit is killing anyone in a Santa suit one London holiday season. And Scotland Yard has to stop him before he makes his exploits an annual tradition. Uh, this movie looks to be very dark. Um, just looking at the trailer, I watched it last night. Movie appears to be very, very dark. Like, okay. and I like that. I don't yes. know about you. Um, I've talked about it in my other podcast where um, I really like it when they use, for lack of a better word, like natural light. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when if it's a if it's a scene at night and things are black, I'm good with that. Yeah. It's when scenes are at night and everything has got this like blue haze to it uh-huh. because because they've added light to it so you could still see. Like to me that's like oh like it's not night. Like it takes out the unrealisticness like, I, of the I scary. Could, yeah, I could see everything in this room. Yeah. It's not fair. This movie is not that way. This movie appears to be we have we're going to make this movie with a flashlight. And, and, and okay. whatever the flashlight can't, I don't know if that's true, but whatever the flashlight <laughs> cannot light up, um, there you go. So, uh, I don't be surprised if this one's kind of a rough watch. Okay. Um, just because it's sitting on IMDb at a 4.6. Um, and I think uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night was a, I'm looking at it, it's a 5.8. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I recently just got this movie uh, as in within the last week because of its Christmas ties, and I thought I kind of like the premise. The premise, <laughs> is, the premise is not a killer Santa; it's a Santa killer. Um, okay. And so, uh, so um, that'll that'll leave Anna in the apocalypse. Uh, I've got about three or four more in here that we can. I might add these two to next week's okay bundle of choices. Um, what kind of white elephant this thing around? But I know what movie I would like to end with, so okay. I'm not. I'm not. I'm purposely leaving that one out of the equation. Um, but yeah, we'll have choices for next week. So next week, yes, we will be watching 1984's "Don't Open Till Christmas," a movie I literally just came across my radar within the last week. Never heard of it before. Um, it's one of these where the director of the movie is also the main actor in the movie. Okay. Uh, so we'll. We'll see how that goes. I'm looking through here. I yeah. don't see I don't see anybody with an acting name I recognize. So, <laughs> luckily, worst case scenario, it's 86 minutes. So, it won't that'll be, work out. It won't take out too much of our. No, it'll be all right. So, all right. Well, we made it through the first week. Hey, by the way, did you know this is episode 10? It is. And you know the reason that I know that is because of the dream I was having. So oh, <laughs> today today I was like, if he asked me to do it, I'm gonna know that we are on episode ten. We, <laughs> I'm not kidding. I I practiced just in case. Episode ten, we're in like two and a half months. We've been doing this. I'm enjoying it. I'm really we've having hit fun. double digits. We have we've hit double digit podcasts. There's a lot of podcasts that don't make it this far. <laughs> And like we kind of toyed with, we could, and this is completely up to you. We got Christmas, like Christmas break coming up. If we want to try and crank these out with yes. a little bit more frequency, um, I'm fine with that because mm-hmm. I'll have time on my hands. Basketball takes a little break. Um, you know, I'll have some time on my hands that we can, you know, crank out a couple a week if you wanted to. And that's good with me too so. because Casey's. Casey has a basketball tournament the week after Christmas. Uh-huh. So it is. It's like when we get off, then it's, I've got five whole days at least, you know, there's yeah. nothing. 
Well, fun. That'll be fun. So, all right, we'll make sure we do that. Well, uh, listeners and viewers, uh, you can hit us up on social media, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, you know, here we are 10 weeks in. We have a little bit of feedback now and then from people that watch the show. But other than that, not a whole lot. Uh, so, you know, hit us up on social media. Drop a comment if you're watching it on YouTube. We'd love to, we'd love to hear your chatter uh, to see what you think. And otherwise, we're just going to keep plugging away and uh, hoping that these find the viewers that we need them to find or the listeners that we'd like them to listen. And uh, we're just going to keep doing this as I keep, uh, you know, shoveling horror films into, <laughs> into, into Courtney's face and see what she thinks. So this is, I would say this was probably the lowest graded one we've seen thus far. Yes, this and was that's even okay. lower than Terrifier. Yeah, it was. Terrifier looked good, though. Like yes. Yeah, I'm not going to pin, you know, that, that, I'll give Terrifier its props. It was well made. It just wasn't our speed. This movie was, but (laughs) if they were, I feel if a movie like Terrifier came out in 1984, it would not have looked near as good as it does today. So, uh, Terrifier gets the, gets the bump of coming out recently. Um, and so with that though, uh, you know, for Dedication, I'm Mike. I'm Courtney. And we will see you guys next week.